0: welcome back to blog access 101 i'm your host young hibachi this is episode 83 remember to follow us on social media blog access 101 on twitter and instagram don't forget to subscribe to our podcast blog access 101 on apple Podcasts and spotify and if you have Apple Podcasts, don't forget to write a review after you listen to a few episodes and tell a friend here today my co-host kyle what up kyle
1: What's going on, y'all? up, sports fans, it's your boy KJ. Follow me on all social media platforms. K underscore jams. What is it?
0: All right, we're gonna jump right into it, man. MLB lockout. The last time one happened was the 94-95 season. Uh they tried to play without a collective bargaining agreement. Players went on strike, costing about 900 games. There was no World Series. Um, so yeah, so you know, it's it like deja vu. Last 26 years, it hasn't happened. Uh, Rob, Commissioner Rob Manfred, trying to make sure a repeat of 94 95 season doesn't happen where uh, the sport doesn't lose the whole entire season. So I know a lot of fans are worried about the lockout, thinking this might be another no season. But basically, what they're trying to do is try and beat on, uh, like, basically meet, connect with both two terms. Um, so I think. I think all the players really need in order for the season to start on time is just to have three weeks of training camp. So uh, both t- both parties still have times as long as they get a deal done, definitely before March 1st. But I think that's easily since we're only in December. But, you know, sometimes people can play hardball. Um, but, yeah, so it's not a um, totally, total loss. I think the players wanted to raise the salaries uh, up from – this year was like $570,000. They didn't want to raise at least to a uh, million to have younger players get paid earlier in their career. Um, they wanted to, like fewer restraints of free agency. Uh, basically, not have to wait six years to become a free agent. Um, and then also they wanted, uh, this was an interesting one we call they wanted teams uh, to be more competitive and less tanking. And they wanted like the lower the bottom teams like the uh, Baltimore Orioles, Miami Marlins, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates to spend more money on big name, try to get big name free agents instead of technically trying to get draft picks. Uh, it's the first time I heard something like that in all the all sports we've so got teams want uh, the the bottom feed teams to go after the big name free agents. Uh, but in my opinion, who the hell wants to go play for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Them boys is terrible. Um, yeah, I just want to get your take on that. What do you think?
1: I mean, I um, mean, let me say this first. You know I'm a football fan. That's my favorite sport. Um, so I'm going to say I'm gonna say my statement with a little bit of bias. But they say don't hit the player, hit the game. So, I mean, I can't be mad at baseball players and how the lockout is going. But at the same token, they're some of the highest-paid athletes in all the sports. I mean, you're talking about $400 million deals sometimes. Okay. And you got NFL players who – you know, sometimes fighting for a paycheck each season. So I just wish the NFL would bond together like the MLB players do, because they are some of the highest paid athletes in all the sports, maybe besides soccer or basketball. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't hate the player, hate the game. So I mean, they they are they're arguing for what what they need. I don't see this lockout going long. Uh, baseball is too lucrative for both sides, so I think they're, they're all going to reach a happy medium uh from what from what you said and from what i've been reading i mean the baseball players aren't asking for anything too crazy i mean they are asking for um you know ridiculous contracts or at least more than what the the ridiculous amount they're already getting so i mean shout out to them for sticking up for you know their rights and what they do i just wish uh other sports would really follow their their lead on how they how they really conduct business as far as the uh, mlb union.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy because normally, like, you know, you see, like, a lot of lockouts, like, players and owners are, like, totally asking for, like, absurd things. But, you know, the owners not even asking for something to do too crazy. They're trying to – I guess they're trying to expand the playoffs to 14 teams, but the players want to only get to 12. Um, I mean, I don't – I feel like it could be some compromise there. Uh, and then the owners want to change the uh, pitching clock. You know, sometimes the pitchers take 10 years to throw it. Uh, they want to change that from – uh to two forty five two minutes forty five seconds rather than three minutes and ten seconds. So that's not like a crazy ass that we used to say maybe some owners like the owners of NBA was tripping about how the players wanted to this is like a couple a while back when the players wanted to take control of their own careers and the owners were going crazy about that. But uh baseball, you know it's not nothing too crazy. Um yeah I think hopefully they definitely I feel like they'll probably get a deal done by Either late this might not December, late January, possibly early February. I don't see any going any longer than that. Uh, probably only issue I probably would see is them still being a little different between the uh, expanded playoffs. Uh, but it's only two, two team difference, so that's kind of crazy. But I, I could see that going on for a little while, both sides going back and forth about that. Uh, yeah. And I also like how the players want to take care of, you know, like you said, baseball, one of the most lucrative sports player contracts wise, and it's also guaranteed. So it's kind of, you know, a lot of others probably like people like us and then other players are playing other professional league probably like these guys are just bitching for no reason because, you know, they're one of the most lucrative paid athletes in professional sports. Uh, So yeah, I can, I definitely see your take on that. Um, But hopefully I see it. Hopefully they, come to terms you know uh but i would definitely want to have a problem with the uh expanded playoffs because my our, well i don't know if you are a Phillies fan. my Phillies would have been in the playoffs this year if they would have done that so hopefully they, i do want to see that have expanded two more teams um but yeah let's let's jump right into the next topic with uh male tucker from uh, michigan state winning the um, big 10 football coach of the year um second time in big 10 history uh that a black Head coach has won Coach of the Year in the Big Ten since Dennis Green in '82 uh, at Northwestern. Uh, but yeah, you know, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan, but you know, Michigan State definitely played pretty well this year. Um, outside of them getting the breaks beat off by my my Buckeyes, um, you know they they shouldn't they shouldn't, have, they shouldn't have lost that Michigan. They should have really been undefeated. Uh, they blew that ten point lead late in the fourth. Uh, but you know, Michigan has been having a phenomenal year. Uh, they beat us uh, um, at the big house. And then they also went and beat Iowa yesterday, beat the Brakeshaw before was it was 42 to three or something like that in the uh, Big Ten Championship. It was, uh, they basically picked that where they left off. I, I told people I, I could, I seen uh, Michigan winning at Big Ten. I said, the only thing that could be a downfall is they could have got a big head off after beating Ohio State after losing us for 10 years. But I, I said if they if they maintain their composure, I, I didn't see them having too much trouble with Iowa, and I could also see them honestly, Kyle, seeing them winning. I, I hate to say it because I'm, I'm a Buckeye fan, I can actually see them winning the uh, national championship if they, if they stay healthy. But back to the Michigan State with Mel Tucker, uh, he did a phenomenal job there. Guys, where they ended 11 and one, uh, pretty phenomenal for that. They had a, uh, one of the Heisman candidates. Um, So, yeah, you know, I I feel like that that could open the door for more uh, Black head coaches to end up getting more opportunities as head coaches at the collegiate level and hopefully turn out to more head coaches in professional football. But, yeah, what do you think, Kyle?
1: Yeah, I mean, I sort of have the same take on it. I think it's a uh, great step forward for diversity and all, uh, for diversity of coaches, of ethnic backgrounds. And, um, you know, just shout out to them. He just got a $100 million contract. Uh, so definitely just got paid. Uh, he did a great job with his team this season. And like you said, they did a great job with, with, with what they had. They're a smaller school. But, um, yeah, they performed well. So it's things are really starting to turn around for black coaches. And, and I'm just happy to see it.
0: Yeah, most definitely, brother. You know, man, they always want to get well, – but they, they try to get these coaches back in. And the moment they lose, they be ready to get rid of them but uh, you know a lot of these uh predominantly white coaches uh could
1: lose and then go coach somewhere else. Um yeah, that's a whole nother story. I mean, I, I still <laughs> don't see how Chip Kelly is a is a coach after as many <laughs> tanking seasons as he had, but somehow the man always lands another head coach job.
0: Yeah, man, you gotta give it to him, man. The guy always uh knows how to fall on his uh back on his feet, man. He's like a cat. He's jump off the balcony and go can land on his toes, man. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, you know, um, and then let's let's head to the next black coach. Uh, you know, Marcus Freeman was the different defensive coordinator, got promoted, uh, to head coach after the most the head coach uh, Notre Dame, which is the most winning coach in Notre Dame history, with Brian Kelly leaving to go to LSU. Um, I don't know if you saw, you know, Dick Vitale wanted to get mad. I don't know why Dick Vitale is even talking about football when he's a college basketball analyst, but that's a story of another day. But he um, was basically like saying, why why did, uh, why Brian couldn't leave Notre Dame, which is a powerhouse, to um, head to LSU? I was like, um, because obviously Notre Dame was a, was a powerhouse football team back in the day. I mean, obviously they're always, they were the top five right now. But let, let's be honest, Notre Dame football is not the same as it was back in, in, in the early, late 90s, 2000s. Um, like, you know, like, you know, back in the day with the, in the 70s, where, like, the atmosphere when they had the movie about Rudy, it's, Notre Dame is definitely not like that anymore. Uh, right. So, it makes sense for him to head to LSU, which was once a promising uh football program. And, you know, right. it fell off over the last few years. But I feel like, honestly, Brian Kelly can probably turn him back into the power that we all know LSU to be. Um So, I I think, like, the part, just part in people's life in general is evolution. Um, and I feel like going from Notre Dame to LSU is definitely evolution. And I feel like uh, – who was the other coach? Oh, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. Again, Oklahoma is, okay, it's a decent football program. But you, you get a chance to go to a stellar uh, football program as USC – why wouldn't you take that opportunity? <laughs> like, right. And, you, and you're seeing all the a lot of recruits that was that that uh Oklahoma he had signed through Lincoln Riley de- decommitted from Oklahoma and is going to uh USC following him to USC. So you see the type of presence he's already bringing to try to bring back that program. Um, right. so I don't know what Dick Vitale was talking about with that. Um, but yeah, back to more uh Marcus Freeman though. Uh, you know he was he was a defense great defensive coordinator at Cincinnati was, uh, as people um, you know Cincinnati was a, a choir program that was currently building himself up um they last year i really think they should have been at least in the candidacy of college football playoffs last year they finished eighth uh but i'm glad they finally got to get an opportunity this year and a lot of people are saying that uh they're gonna get blown out by alabama um i, don't, I <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Alabama played phenomenally yesterday against, um, oh, against Georgia. But Cincinnati, you know, a lot of people they look at these big programs. You know, obviously is an American athletic. You got a couple of teams in there like Memphis and Temple back in the day when they actually were good. Um, but yeah, Cincinnati is no no cakewalk. They went to Notre Dame this year and beat and beat them twenty four to thirteen, and I think that was Notre Dame's only loss of the season. Um, so it's not like they, they're they not going to be able to compete against a big team. Now, obviously, Alabama is a powerhouse program, as we all know, but people think that Cincinnati is going to get blown out by 30 or 20. It's crazy. I um, think it's going to be a close game. Do I think Alabama's going to win? Probably so, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, but, yeah, you know, when he was at – when he was with um, Cincinnati, he was the defensive uh, coordinator of the year. And uh, they finished in you know, what I think the top 13 toe defense and was eighth in scoring defense. Um, obviously, he did pretty well this year with Notre Dame, finished 11 and one. Defense was stellar then. So, obviously, he, he brings that defensive mindset to Notre Dame. Uh, so, I, and they also retain the offensive quarter in this, So, I, I feel like um, he's gonna, it's, it's great to see a black coach coaching at uh, Notre Dame, which you normally don't really see. Obviously, it was predominated by uh, white head football coaches at Notre Dame obviously because it's Catholic school but uh it's good to see a little bit of change I hope I know hopefully I know he will do well um hopefully brings a good recruiting class and, uh keeps up the winning atmosphere that Brian Kelly had left for them so I think uh he's gonna do a good job so what you think about Marcus Freeman I didn't know he was drafted in the NFL too it's crazy
1: yeah he had a short stint in the NFL but um yeah, like you said, I mean, when they, when they announced the, the coaching hire, I was a little bit shocked just because, uh, as you said, Notre Dame, they they've had uh, a little bit of history of racism and not, not, not known as being the most diverse, but um, when they, you know, they've only had one other black coach. So when they, hired, when they said Marcus Freeman, I was pretty shocked, you know, just because of the culture of the school, it being a Catholic school, the Irish background. But um, it's a big step forward and for diversity, as we touched on with the other coach. So I, I'm just happy to see it, and uh, hopefully it transfers over to the NFL and uh, other sports as well, to so where we're seeing more diversity—not just for black people, for but for other um, races as well. So,
0: most definitely. Uh, so you know, it looks like it's starting to be a change in college football, man, which I, I like to see. Uh, so yeah, let's let's jump into our. Uh, Was it week thirteen picks? I guess I'll start it off. So yeah, I'm definitely uh shout out. I'll pick. Well, I started with Thursday games. I already picked that. So I definitely obviously no brand pick my Cowboys. That was a much needed win for us after losing all them games. One going one and three against the uh, AFC West in November, which is crazy. Uh, Buccaneers Falcons. Why are we talking about this team? Tampa Bay by thirty. Uh, Cardinals Bears. I'm going with the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray returns today, which is a blessing. Uh, Chargers Bengals. Ah, good game. I'm going to take the Bengals, man. They've been rolling pretty well thus far. I think this continues today. Uh, Vikings Lions. Huh. Going with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is my guy. I don't know why people don't like him, but he's a winner. Uh, well, he's a, <laughs> man, a stat producer. Not to <laughs> say Kirk
1: Cousins
0: is a winner. I <laughs> take it back. He's a stat producer. Pardon me. There you go. <laughs> uh, Giants, Giants, Dolphins. Uh, Giants always find a way to win games that they shouldn't look at last week. Uh my man uh Jalen Rieger trying to catch the ball with his eyes closed. They should just put a blind. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um but I'm gonna go with the Dolphins though. Uh
1: really, okay.
0: Yeah. Um two looking like he's starting to get his groove back. Uh what they on a three-game, one streak. Uh a part of me, four game one streak. And you know, that Ravens got, I think that was really the turning point for them. The defense showed up that game. Um, I, and I, I'm looking at their schedule. It's kind of a cakewalk for these next few weeks. After after the Giants, they got the Jets, uh, Saints who don't really have a quarterback, uh, Titans who are just injury prone. And then they got the Patriots the last game. Obviously they're not gonna beat the Patriots, um, but I, I think they can make a nice little run, uh, Miami. I I feel like they might get that seventh seed in the playoffs, honestly. Um, Eagles, Jets. (sighs) Garden Menchie starting. Lord be with him. But you know, Garden Menchie's not that totally bad. Uh, So definitely going against a rookie quarterback. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, Colts, Texans, definitely Colts. Raiders, Washington football. It's another interesting game. Uh, as people said, the Washington needs to win this game and keep pace with the Cowboys. I don't know why they think they want to keep pace with the Cowboys. Um, we gave them a little leeway by going one and three against AFC West teams. But uh, I'm going to have to go with the Raiders. Raiders showed me something uh, also with that win against the Ra- Ravens early in the season, as well as 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 well as well beating us in, uh, during Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, they got lucky with a call on, on Anthony Brown, but it is what it is. Um
1: oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you're not just gonna sneak that comment in there. They got lucky with Anthony Brown call. Didn't he oh, have like four the, the pass last, interference calls on the
0: last the last one they could have let they they could have let go, Kyle. Now the one that one earlier in the game when he was just giving a guy a bear hug. Okay, they had to call that. But the last one they, they, they was it was a lot of pushing and shoving on that play, they could have let that go. I got you. All right. Now, granted, he didn't turn his head around, so I mean, it, I guess yeah, yeah, you know they're gonna call that if you
1: don't turn yeah. your head around. So. so
0: I mean, it was it was it was kind of his fault, but you know they they could have turned the other head the other way. I know, I guess they forgot where they were at. Um, <laughs> J, Jaguars Rams, I'm I'm taking the Rams. That's no brainer. Ravens Steelers, I'm taking Ravens Steelers are are a bust. I told people years ago Ben Roethlisberger should retired. Hopefully, listen to me now. Uh, 49ers Seahawks. I don't know what the hell is going on with Russell Wilson in the Seahawks offense. Uh, I just hope you throw the ball to DK Metcalf today. Uh, I'm going with the 49ers though. Broncos Chiefs, Chiefs by 30. Uh, Bills Patriots is going to be a good Monday night football game, uh, but I'm taking the Bills. uh to must win for them to take back the AFC East. Um, the Patriots really snug up on everybody. Uh, if, you, if you said the Patriots had a shot of being AFC East contenders this year, I would have laughed in your face. Um, but Bill Belichick, being the coach that he is, um, created a system that that Matt, uh, Mac Jones is thriving in. And obviously, in been defensive team. But I'm taking the Bills in this one. Uh, Josh Allen and uh, Stephon Diggs is is just a crazy combo that. And and then don't forget about Dawson Knox, uh, very underrated tight end. Um, so I got the Bills. Who do you who do you got this week, Kyle? So who's your upset pick for the week? Uh, upset pick for the week. I don't really think I have any, brother. Um, <laughs> if if it, if it was to be one, let me see, let me see, I can let me let
1: me see who my upset pick would be. And don't but, be on no hate and shit talking about the Eagles. I know that's what you're gonna go for, Rob. All right. I know, I ain't, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna.
0: Yeah. But y'all guys are favorites. So I really couldn't say that's an upset. Um. The only upset game I can no, see. No, no, no.
1: I'm saying that uh, I thought you was going to pick the Jets is what I mean.
0: No. Oh, absolutely not. The only upset game I can see but I,
1: is, is is the Chargers beating the, the Bengals
0: because, you know, the Chargers had a start-off well. Then they had a couple little rocky losses. Right. right? Like losing – like how do you beat the Steelers? gonna we can lose to the, the Broncos. Well, I take that back because we lost to the Broncos. But um, – I can I can see I can see the Chargers pulling upset if everything goes wrong. Well. Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. That's um, going to be a competitive game.
0: Yeah, that's my only upset game I see. I don't, I don't see Washington football beating the Raiders, especially with J.D. JD McKissick being out today. Uh one of their prime uh mm-hmm. catching running backs out the backfield. And I don't think it, I know I think Gibson is playing but I don't think he's fully healthy. So Right. Yeah, so I, I I, could, I I was thinking that one, but I couldn't see. Even though Darren Wilder was out there, so that, that could be interesting.
1: Okay, well, um, we'll go ahead with my picks then. Um, Cowboys and Saints, I had the Cowboys in that one. Okay. Uh, the Colts versus the Texans. Uh, obviously, the Colts. Uh, it might be a little bit closer game than we think. You know, Tyrod Taylor has been playing pretty good lately, but I think the Colts are just the better team overall. Vikings versus the Lions, this could be a sneaky game.
0: Yeah. The reason why I
1: say that is the Lions, they're still winless, correct? Yep. So they're in desperation mode. And, you know, Dan Campbell, he can't fire his team up. So, you know, when you got a team that's in desperation mode towards the end of the year, they're going to play a little bit harder for that morale victory. So uh, this could be a sneaky game for the Lions right here. The Giants versus the Dolphins. Uh, it's going to be another good game. Uh, but I just see the Dolphins, the Dolphins winning. Um, the Giants, they banged up right now. Uh, the offense is not really clicking. Eagles should have beat them last week. Just offense was a mess as well. So, but uh, yeah, I see the Dolphins winning this one, but I am going to be rooting for the Giants. Just to let y'all know. Uh, the Buccaneers versus the Falcons. Come on. The Buccaneers all day. The Falcons are a complete utter mess this year. Uh, They definitely are going to be looking for a quarterback, whether it be draft or the free agency next year. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's just done. That's all I really got to say about that. Um, Eagles versus Jets. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my Eagles, you know. Um, It's a little bit of a wild card for this game because we haven't seen Gardner Minshew play. How has he adjusted to the system enough? Has he picked everything up? Has he connected with the receivers enough to get the offensive clicking? I'm not sure. So we'll see. You know, the Jets have been playing better. They got their first victory. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Who so the Jets? Yeah. Oh, they, they got like three wins, Kyle. Huh? They got like three wins? Okay. Um, well, yeah, they just picked up a victory last week or something like that. So uh, I know they are playing better as of lately. Uh, the Cardinals versus the Bears. Go, I got to go with the Cardinals on that one. Colin Murray is back. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back. Uh, so, yeah, definitely Cardinals on that one. Chargers versus the Bengals. Um, hmm. I mean, mo- mostly everybody's going to go with the Bengals for this one. They've been playing well. But the Chargers are a good team. They just have fallen off for the last couple games. I don't know why, but. This is gonna be a competitive game, back and forth. I wouldn't put, I'm not gonna put any money on this game this week. But uh, the Bengals are favored, so I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Um, Jaguars versus Rams. I don't even know why we're talking about this one, the Rams all day. Uh, this this will be a good game for um, Odell and Matthew Stafford to get their connection together a little bit more. Von Miller, you know, to start heating up on the defensive scheme. So this, this is a good tune-up week for the Rams. Washington versus the Raiders. Ah, this is going to be a good game as well. Um, Washington's defense, I was trying to see how they were played. Now that Chase Young went down, but they're still keeping up. Jonathan Allen has really owned this defense, and um, they're playing well. You know, Tyler Hinkey, Heineke, excuse me, uh, he's been playing pretty good as well, shocking people throughout the league. So uh, this is going to be a back-and-forth game. We'll, we're going to have to see, um, you know, who can make that play you know uh washington obviously has a better defense so um i could see washington pulling this one out so i'm going to go ahead with washington yeah, you uh, know ravens the crazy- versus, a- ravens versus the steelers uh ravens should win this one but rob we all know lamar jackson has a couple <laughs> oh, yeah, he, just, he just he yeah. just acts crazy so <laughs> You know, and Ro- Roethlisberger can turn back the clock when a couple games. So we'll see. The Ravens should win this one. But if you're betting on this game, do not throw all your money on the Ravens. This this is not no sure for fire, surefire bet on this one. Because we know Lamar Jackson is always due to goof off in a game or two. Yeah. 49ers versus the Seahawks. I, I've been kind of disappointed in Russell Wilson uh, over the last couple weeks. I don't know. Uh, is he still healing from his uh hand injury or, or what's going on? But he has not looked like Russell Wilson that we know. Uh, so until he shows me something, I'm gonna to have to put my money on the 49ers. Uh, until he shows me something because uh, Russell Wilson has not been playing good lately. Um, Broncos versus the Chiefs. A lot of people have said this is going to be the upset game of the week. I don't know why they're saying that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Broncos have been playing. Okay, decent, they beat the Cowboys and they've had a couple other sneaky wins in there. But the Chiefs are are back on track. They're not Mm -hmm. falling off the cliff like everybody said they were in the beginning of the year. They're back on track. The Chiefs should win this one in a pretty uh, handily fashion. And then we finally have the Patriots versus the Bills. I'm not putting any money on this game. I'm just letting you know that right now. This is like a 50-50 game for me. Uh, The the, the Bills have the more established quarterback, but with a Bill Bill Belichick defense, you can never count him out of a game. He can always scheme something up. So I'm not putting any money on this game, but uh, if I had to, I got to ride with Bill Belichick. I mean, I just think he's going to scheme something for the Bills. The Bills have dropped a couple games this year that we thought they should win, and going against a Bill Belichick defense, I think he's going to scheme something enough for Mac Jones to succeed and the Patriots pull up the upset. That's my picks for the week.
0: All right. Um, uh, yeah, what you said earlier about the, with the, with Tyler Heineke, yeah, I was telling my boy I was a rescue fan before the season even started. I was like, well, why are you guys going up to Fitzpatrick? I, I think you already got your quarterback in the future and, uh, Taylor because well, He showed me a lot, uh, last year against when he played in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. Um, is it me right there? Yeah, and
1: I, I've talked to some Redskins fans as well, and they sort of said the same thing. Like they don't, they want him to go out and get somebody. I think it's just not the flashy pick that they were anticipating, or the high-profile free agency pick. He was what, like a fifth-round pick or something like that, or was he? Was he an undrafted free agent? Uh, no, I
0: think he was undrafted. Me.
1: Yeah, I think he might have been an undrafted free agent, act actually. So, yeah, it just wasn't the flashy pick that a lot of Redskins fans were looking for. But, hey, he's got that underdog story. He came in, did well. He almost had y'all beat the Bucks, uh, the other year. So, I mean, he he he's done his part. So, I think they really should give him a chance to uh, take this team over.
0: Yeah, the funny thing is, you know, he came from ODU, so right, up, right, right down the street. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, man. Appreciate you coming out. You want to add anything else?
1: Uh, that's all I got on my end, bro. I appreciate you having me, man. And uh, to the next time. Till next time, brother. All right. Peace.
0: Out. We appreciate everyone that's listening to the podcast, writing reviews, and sending out the link to other people to listen. Also, we have now have on our anchor.fm slash blog access one one, uh, support where you can send monthly payments of either dollar. Uh, five hours and or nine hours. Uh, no amount is too little we appreciate uh, what we can get that will help us be able to get big name athletes to uh, interview on a podcast and buy other uh, supplies you might need for a podcast in the later future thank you